You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly show number 78, original air date April 6th, 2021. As we mentioned on last week's show, our main topic for the month of April is cruise vacations because you know what? People are booking them like crazy right now. That be true. If you missed last week's show, it was all about skiing. So check that out and learn about an amazing trip in December and how you can join us in Canada at the first all-inclusive ski resort in North America. So let's start off with some great news. The demand for cruising, especially for people from the U.S., continues to go up. And that's especially good for travel agents. Why? Here's what we learned from the travel shutdown last year. The cruise lines were not even remotely ready for the avalanche of phone calls. Not to mention the big box stores and online travel agencies. They could not handle it. But guess who was ready and was available? The travel agents. Oh, I knew that one. <laughs> that's what we do. And you pay the same price for the cruise, whether you book direct or through an online agency like those big box stores. So why would you want to not just work with a travel agent that's the same price and save yourself a bunch of time when things kind of get backed up like they did last year? You know, and you're exactly right. Why pay the same price and then you get to be the one on hold for two hours? I know, right? (laughs) Preparing for this show was actually pretty easy because we covered all this and more in our 2014 book, Just Add Water, Your Guide to the Ultimate Cruise Vacation. And while a lot has changed in the industry, a lot has stayed the same. We wrote that book for our, I mean, our love of cruising. And we had decided, you know, we're going to put all this knowledge we have into just a book that if somebody's going on a cruise, things to know before you go, because there is a lot when it comes to cruising. Most people, they just envision maybe one cruise line and they don't realize how many there are. So there is a lot to know if you've never been on a cruise or even if you have been on a cruise you're going to get some good insights on today's show. We definitely did not write the book to get rich. It was, I think, more almost as a client gift. Something we can hand our clients and say, here, I know you're going to work with us. Here's some basics. Here here are some things that you need to know. What was really interesting to me as I was looking at our book for reference material for this week's show, I realized that pretty much everything that we wrote is still relevant. Other than adding, you know, a bunch of ships and a few new cruise lines, all of the basics still apply. The fun thing about cruising for us is this is where our love of travel, traveling as a couple, started. Because one of our very first trips that you and I took together was an Alaskan cruise. And that was all the way back in 2005. And ever since then, you and I were like, we got to get back on another cruise. And at one point, you know, we would talk to people and say, hey, let's let's get a group and we'll all go on these these cruises. Because at that point, we owned a travel website. Yeah. We, we, we could book our own travel. That's really what got us started in the industry. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, way back then, that's how we got started in travel. And you and I said, you know what? If we could figure out how to cruise for free, then that would be kind of cool. And eventually that turned into us buying a travel agency franchise so we could expand that side of the business. And of course, we would go on so many cruises. We would tour cruise ships as part of our cruising credentials because there is an organization. 
We are um, distinguished master cruise counselors. Yeah, MCC. Yes, MCC. I know a lot of people don't know what those are, but we actually, we have studied cruising for years. It is still one of my favorite ways to vacation. And I was just doing some quick calculations. And since we wrote this book, we've been on 15 cruises between 2014 and right now. That does not include the three that we got canceled know, right? last year. <laughs> We've also been on some really interesting cruise lines and interesting cruises that we'll talk about on the future show because April is cruise month for us. It is. And so for this week, here is what we are going to cover. Why to take a cruise? If you've never been on a cruise vacation, you may not understand the experience. And how to choose the right cruise line and ship for you. So let's start with number one, why take a cruise? First of all, it is a great value. It's a mostly done-for-you vacation in all cases, but with some cruise lines, it is all done for you, all completely included. One of my favorite things about taking a cruise is it is one of the best ways to visit multiple places and just unpack once, especially ones that you've never been to before. So for our honeymoon, we did a cruise around Italy. I was going to mention that too. (laughs) And so one of the things that was really fun is I kind of look at it as it was like good little appetizers. So every little port stop, we're visiting different parts of Italy. And so we could figure out which ones were our favorites so that on our next trip, we could go back and actually spend a little more time and get a little more immersive into that location. And the same thing applies for whether you're going to the Caribbean or you're going up to Alaska. It's a great way to just kind of have little samplings and see a lot of the world just on one trip. And you only have to unpack once because who likes to move from hotel to hotel to hotel? Not me. Me neither. I'll add to that. We used to sit around our pool with, you know, a bunch of cruise brochures and just sit there in the afternoon and just read through them. And I don't know if we would have picked Europe for our honeymoon if it wasn't a cruise because Europe, if you're going for the first time, it could be pretty intimidating. So like we said, it is the best way to travel to multiple places because you're on the ship. It's a floating hotel. You move from place to place. Almost every day you can be in a different port depending on the sh- on the cruise. And then when you're going to go to these places, you're going to get off the ship with a whole bunch of people that by this time you probably know them. Yeah, that's so true. And there is something about a familiarity, especially over in Europe or a little more exotic destinations, because you're on a cruise ship and there's other U.S. passengers. And so that, I think, also just gives you a little more sense of comfort. And there really is a cruise for everyone, singles, couples, families, and what has become ridiculously popular over the last few years, multi-generational travel. The grandparents, the parents, and the grandkids. And cruising really is great for multi-gen and for large groups, because here's what happens. Everybody can get up, do their thing, go on their excursions, enjoy anything part of the ship that they want, and then you all meet up at dinner and share everything about your day. So it's kind of a low pressure. So we got married on a cruise ship, and then we honeymooned on a different one. But we had people that came on the cruise with us. And it was just really fun because we didn't have the pressure of trying to entertain everybody in our group. But we did get to enjoy a meal with everybody every single night. And you and I would rotate. We were table hopping. Yeah, we were table hopping just so we could spend time with all of our friends that came with us on that cruise. It really is fun. If you've never tried it with a group of friends or with multi-generational family, highly, highly recommend. It's also very safe. It's one of the safest ways to vacation. You're going to be with a lot of other cruisers as compared to just, you know, going someplace and trying it on your own. Plus, you can do prearranged escorted shore excursions. Again, you're with other people on the ship and you have a guide and you get to both experience a different city 
while also learning more about it. So how do you know which cruise line and ship are going to be the best for you? Because I know all of them. (laughs) Well, there are total differences. And we've sailed the gamut. We've been from the small ships all the way to the huge ships. I know. I did another calculation. As of this recording, we have been on 30 cruises on 12 different cruise lines, and we spent 159 nights at sea. That's fun to say. (laughs) So when it comes to the cruise lines, there's different levels, if you can believe that. It's kind of like hotels have different levels. You have kind of your value, your moderate, and then your deluxe, and then ultimate luxury. Disney's a great example. You have value, moderate, and deluxe. Yep. And when it comes to cruise lines, everyone, for the most part, knows what we call the main mass market lines, or as Rob and I call them, the big three, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and Norwegian Cruise Line. Another one to add to that category would be MSC, which is not nearly as well known as the other ones, but they're a shipping company that also happens to operate a cruise line, and they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and the reason why you know about the big three is these are the ones that are advertising all the time. And most people, when they go on their first cruise, are going to go on one of these cruise lines because they do sound familiar, and you've seen ads for them. It all started back in the 80s with Carnival and Kathy Lee Gifford. We have sailed on all of the big three cruise lines, and these lines have a lot of ships, and they're almost always very full. But with the way ships are being built these days, it doesn't always feel that way. And when the cruise lines do start back up, they are going to be doing reduced capacity. We just don't know what that looks like quite yet. I'd like to find out personally, though. (laughs) So the big three, what's the, the difference between these? Well, let's start with Carnival. We actually got married on Inspiration, which they sold off, by the way. I know, Inspiration be gone. Yeah. And then we honeymooned in Europe on the Carnival Dream. We've been on several of their ships, like so many of the Carnival ones. Overall, if you are somebody who you know, really wants to get into like deck parties or have a very animated and involved cruise director that your kids are going to want to hang out with and you want some good food, Carnival is a really great option. Some of their cruise directors have their own Facebook pages like John Heald and also Matt Mitchum, who is no longer with the company because of the shutdown. But these people were ridiculously popular and people would schedule their cruises depending on which cruise director was going to be on board. Yeah, Carnival definitely has a fun reputation. They are the fun ships, and that's what they call themselves. And I would agree. They've started adding some, you know, some cool little, like the Sky Coaster and some things like that. But for the most part, you're going to get some just really nice ships, and it is going to be a fun cruise. And one thing we started doing on every one of the Carnival ships is Guy Fieri's Burger Bar. Yeah, that's that one of my really favorites. popular because the burgers are ready whenever you want them. So good. And if you do love the Carnival brand, then you do see that they have similar restaurants on different ships. And it's important to know Carnival has ships that are a little smaller, and then they have some that are really big. And they have their newest ship, Mardi Gras, that is going to be coming out. Lots of options with Carnival. Just know that no, like a lot of those ships are not the same. So you may have been on one Carnival cruise and said, mm, I don't know if this ship's for me, but you could go on another one and have a totally different experience. We definitely had that experience with our next cruise line, Royal Caribbean. This is really, if you have a really active family, I remember on the on the Freedom of the Seas, we went ice skating. They're also known for their rock walls and the Flow Rider Surf Simulator. Yeah, they have so many activities for families, and Royal Caribbean is known for that. They're more of like that adventure feel. They have their new private island that is pretty much like a big amusement park almost. I mean, a huge water park basically is what it is. 
We've been on some of the huge royal ships that will have like 6,000 people. And we've also been on the really small ones that they sold off. Yes. And the really small ones, because they were so old, it was interesting because their cabins were tiny, like their bathroom. I was like, wow, who can fit in, in the shower? This is ridiculous. And that just shows you how far cruising has come along since they started rebuilding these ships. Because each cruise line has to try and top the other with something. So if, if one cruise line has tiny cabins, their competition is going to build bigger cabins. Yeah. But Royal, they're definitely known for some of their cool si- sky suites where it may be like two levels. We saw that, the two-story suite. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Matter of fact, one of our clients got that. We're like, wow, I wish we were going with you. I know, right? <laughs> now, one thing about Royal for me personally, and food is always like a personal choice, but I haven't had my most favorite cruise food on Royal. For the mass market ships, Carnival is probably my favorite when it comes to food. They also have an amazing steakhouse, a slight upcharge, but totally worth it. Speaking of dining, Norwegian Cruise Line is known for what they call freestyle dining. Eat when you want at multiple locations. And to mention what that means is most of the cruise lines will have a traditional dinner in giant dining rooms, and you have a choice, early seating or late seating. But at Norwegian, you can go whenever you want. I mean, you still need to make reservations. And they also do a lot of promos where it will include lots of perks. So you'll get a drink package included. So it can start to feel a little more all-inclusive. You know, you're right. That's really one of the most, I think that's one of the things that people are the most excited about is having the drink package included because, and we've said this before, sometimes you pay more to get off the ship than you did to get on. And what that means (laughs) is your bar tab could be bigger than your cruise fare. (laughs) Between... All of these, I will say Norwegian has come up with some very innovative things on their ships, like they have the race cars that are on the top. I know, an actual like little go-kart track. Yeah, and then they built some ships specific for going to Alaska, which means they have some huge viewing areas. And for the most part, though, if somebody's like, well, what's the best price? All of these are very competitive. They're very similar in pricing, and you will notice that You have a million categories when it comes to cabins and the right ones to pick. Most every price you ever see advertised with these mass market ships is going to be what's called the lead-in pricing, which means it's that inside cabin. On deck two. On deck two, yeah. (laughs) Below the waterline. I'll also add another mass market line that we mentioned, MSC. We sailed on the Divina, a really nice ship. This is a very European experience. On our last cruise with them, it was on the MSC Seaside. Say that really fast, MSC Seaside. (laughs) And we had a wraparound balcony at the back of the ship, a really big suite. I highly recommend it. And of course, we did have the drink package on that one as well. But imagine just laying in your bed and you can see out the window and you're looking past the back of the ship, which we call the aft section. And that was a fantastic cruise. Yeah, they have some really, really nice ships and they do keep some in Miami. They're known for their Swarovski crystal staircase. Yes, very pretty. So for experienced cruisers, they usually want the newest ships with the latest technology and experiences. And why? It's because they've cruised so much that they are liking all of the new things that are coming out. I remember back when you could not get internet at all while on a cruise, and now it's on every ship, new and old. You remember back in the day where if you wanted to communicate with somebody on the ship, you'd have walkie-talkies because cell phones didn't work. Yep, cell phones didn't work, so you'd bring walkie-talkies. And now... They have internet and you have an app you can communicate with your friends while you're on yeah, the ship. You could just, and, and a lot of cell phone companies, they even have cruise packages 
brilliant. Yeah. And so you can actually have your phone on. So yeah, that was one of my favorite things about cruising was you could totally unplug because you just tell people, hey, I'm going to be on a cruise ship. They're like, great, I'll see you in seven days. And they wouldn't bug you. But now everybody has to be so available. And they're like, I know you're on a cruise, but you have internet. I mean, I see you on Facebook and Instagram. Can we talk? <laughs> yep, that is so true. Well, and that's a big thing too with social media. Everybody wants to post what's going on. I remember we booked a trip for a family and it was like some girls and the mom said, all they want to do is just go and Instagram their whole trip. And so we actually picked the cabins and did shore excursion recommendations that were based around them going and getting these fun, colorful photos that they were going to upload just for Instagram. I wonder how much they get paid to do that on Instagram. I don't know. They were they're just some teens or tweens somewhere in that in that age range. Another thing experienced cruisers do, and this is kind of there's almost two paths they go down. Some of them will some of them will keep cruising with the exact same cruise line, so they can climb the loyalty ladder and get extra perks, and then some. And I'll use Royal Caribbean as an example. They might say, you know, we really love Royal Caribbean. However, I want to try something a little bit different. I want something a little more upscale. So they might go with Celebrity, which is still part of the Royal Caribbean family. And they say, you know what? I really want luxury, but I want to stay within the Royal Caribbean brand. Great. Now you've got Silver Sea. And that is the ultimate. We're going to cover the luxury ships on a future show. But there is a level above these mass markets. Yes, there is. And it is called Premium Lines. And here's a few of them. Celebrity, which we just mentioned, Holland America and Cunard. Both of those are very popular with the baby boomer crowd. You are going to skew a little older on those particular ships. I remember even back in 05 when we were on our first cruise on the Holland America Osterdam, there were scooters and wheelchairs lined up down the cruise (laughs) passageways. That was so funny. And both of these brands happen to be part of the Carnival Group. And you do get a little more elevated experience. Oh, definitely. Because we've been on, yeah. Um, And then Disney actually falls in this category. And it's kind of a hybrid, though, between a mass market because of their size, but premium because of the pricing. Absolutely. Yeah. I still think Disney's a kind of a category in and of itself. It is because people will easily pay double the price for a Disney cruise of of the other mass market lines, and they're glad to do it. And they've only got four ships. Luckily, they have another one coming out next year. The Disney cruises seem to fill up the fastest. They do. Okay, not seem. They actually do. They actually do. <laughs> and then you have Princess. Princess Cruise Line is one that has been around a long time, and they have some excellent itineraries. They specialize in Alaska. That's one of their stops. They are just a very elegant ship. I mean, they're not like anything that you're going to see on a Disney ship or even like a celebrity that has kind of some fun theming and elevated dining experiences, but Princess is very chill. Again, a little older of a crowd. It is, but they also have our favorite captain, Captain Steubing, and our favorite bartender, Isaac. <laughs> yes, Princess Cruises was the one featured in The Love Boat. Yes, this is true. And again, that also happens to be part of Carnival. Yep. They be big. They they are. They are very big. And then you have Oceana. That's another great cruise line. And they are part of the Norwegian family. Interesting fact about some of the brands of cruising. So Celebrity... They do some cruises to Alaska, and their sister company, Royal Caribbean, does as well. Sometimes these celebrity cruises, which traditionally are going to be a little bit more than Royal Caribbean, have been cheaper when going to Alaska because everybody with their families, they just assume, hey, we're going to go on Royal Caribbean, or maybe they're they're wanting to get their loyalty points, but they don't realize that they could save money and experience an upgraded cruise line, which is interesting. Celebrity is absolutely the cruise line for you. If you are a foodie, they have some amazing restaurants and food choices on that ship. And that's really what they're known for. 
specialty restaurants and specialty bars with really cool drinks. Yeah, and they have a ton of wine options. So if you are a wine lover, you definitely would love sailing on Celebrity. And keep in mind, kids can still go on all of these cruise lines. It's how many activities or things that they want to do to keep them occupied are going to be available will completely vary once you get to the premium lines. If you didn't already know this at the time of this broadcast, cruise bookings are going crazy right now. And we mentioned that in the open. Here are a few reasons why. First of all, hundreds of thousands of people had their cruise vacations canceled from March of last year, and there still are no cruises actually happening right now. And there is one small exception. American Cruise Lines was doing some coastal sailings, which they can do because they're a U.S. flag company. And on the first couple cruises last month in March... You didn't have to have a vaccine, and now you do. And since so many cruises were canceled, a lot of people initially chose to say, hey, I'll get that extra like bump. It was like 25%. It was like 25% of a future cruise credit. And so there are a lot of future cruise credits that are just hanging out there right now. And that just means they have cruise money burning a hole in their pocket. And so a lot of people, they're ready to start spending it. Second, when cruising does actually start back up, it will be at a reduced capacity. PC, or pre-COVID, most ships were sailing at 90% capacity or more. Why? Empty cabins means zero revenue. If there was a ship that was not as full as the cruise line wanted it to be, they would run ridiculous specials to fill them up. And with the reduced capacity, it means there are less cabins available. Supply and demand. And finally, there are hundreds of thousands of people that were not going to travel last year And this year, they are tired of not being able to take a vacation. And as more and more people get vaccinated, they are more comfortable traveling. So right now, you may be one of those people saying, I want to get a trip on the books. And you're looking for a 2022 cruise or even a 2023 cruise. Alaska, that season next year is going to be crazy. Oh, I know. I totally agree. And there are two cruise lines, Silver Sea and Oceana, that put out a world cruise where you literally cruise the whole world for 2023. Both of those sailings sold out in the first day. So if you're like, you know, that that around the world cruise sounds pretty good. Let's talk about it this weekend. Oh, it's already gone. So sorry. And for those of you that were not able to take a vacation this past year, you're going to fall into that category of what we call revenge travel. I love that name. And it's just like, hey, if you tell me I can't travel, I just want to do it even more. And guess what? I'm going to spend more because you said I can't do it. Exactly. And we're definitely seeing that. People are, they're just ready to go. To wrap this up, here's the better question to ask. Is this your first cruise? Is it your fifth? If it's your first, we usually recommend a shorter cruise on one of the big three. A three to five night sailing. And the reason is you need to see if you even like cruising. Some people find that they really don't like it, or maybe they're prone to getting seasick, or they don't like crowds. Either way, a three to five night cruise is a great way to find out. And if you do love it, then you can go ahead and book your next one and then do a seven night cruise. You and I love that kind of the seven nights. It's good. That's the minimum. That's the minimum. I know. <laughs> we, we like that. I find that the three night cruises feel really, really short. But if you've never been on a cruise, it could be a good way for you to sample it. But just know that I think maybe four to five would be a better sampling because by the time you get on the ship 
and then all of a sudden you have to pack up and get off. And you have to find your way around the ship. That's what you do on day one. Okay, let me walk around the ship and figure out where everything is. Yeah, time goes so fast when you are on a cruise, that's for sure. Our honeymoon cruise was a 12-night, and we loved that. And we also did a 10-night sailing ship from Venice to Rome. And on the longer cruises, you really get to know the other passengers and form friendships that will continue off the ship. So there's your little beginner's guide to the different cruise lines and... Make sure that you have your alerts and you are subscribed to our podcast because next week we'll continue our cruise coverage with these two topics. The top cruise mistakes and, oh, the places you can go. Until then, remember, the world is a book and those who do not travel read only a page. Let's help get you back to the cruise vacation.